welcome to another episode of Campus Life, the college half of our flagship pod here at Campus to Canton. As always, I am Austin. And this is Colin. Very informal show tonight, guys, because quite frankly, I didn't feel like putting together a full show sheet. And I think this time of year is really lending itself to a more informal discussion anyway, because the transfer portal as we all knew, as we all predicted, as was being reported for the past few months from people in the know, has just gone completely crazy. We've got, I don't know if we've hit a thousand names in it yet, but if we haven't, it'll get there very, very shortly. Um, so I, the 95% of what we're going to talk about here tonight is going to be this. Um, I think we probably won't quite hit all the same names that the guys are doing on the Transfer Portal show on the YouTube channel. So if you want to go check that out, uh, feel free to do so after uh, we discuss. I mean, I'm we we have I have the list here in front of us. Colin, you put together a nice little tracker that's on the website that that uh, has a bunch of different information. That was Matt. Matt put it together. Um, I put it on the site. Okay, all right. That's either that's my role. That's my it was role. a team effort, like most things here. Yeah, teamwork makes yeah. the dream work. Yep. But um, the the tracker on there has our it has the name of the player, the position you know, who they were on, where they're going. But it also has our positional rank on there, the fantasy points per game from last year, what recruiting class they were in. So there's a lot of info on there, too. Uh, yeah, exactly what Colin said. So um, lots of good stuff on there. Go check that out. That's uh, free for anybody to look at. It's not uh, not just for members. So you can yep. go ahead and do that. Uh, we'll keep the names coming. As long as they keep popping up. Um, but first, Colin, before we talk about that, I did want to discuss Dion Sanders to Colorado. If you're living in a cave under a rock or um, just have been off the grid for the past few days, Dion uh, is leaving Jackson State. He's headed to um, Colorado. And he has a lot to say about who he's bringing with him he's not bringing with them i think it's a really interesting choice for both parties colin i just want to toss it to you what do you think of this hire for colorado i mean i think for colorado this is probably the best hire that they could have gotten i mean i think that colorado over the past you know at least five years maybe even almost a decade now has kind of been a laughing stock I mean, they had a decent year, if I remember right, in like the shortened COVID year. Um, but beyond yeah, that, they did. Yeah. Beyond that, though, they just they've really struggled. They, they just don't really produce a lot of talent on the field uh, either. They don't develop a lot of talent. So I think this was the best hire that they could have made. This is a home run for Colorado. Now, I'm sure. You know, we'll find out the details of the salary there. I haven't seen that, but I'm sure he's getting a nice chunk of change. In terms of this signing for Dion, I think he could have maybe even aimed a little higher. Like, I don't know. I, the rumors out there were Colorado, Cincinnati, and UF. And I forgot the three. Yeah, Colorado is probably he would go with. Uh, they just probably have more money in the donor base. Now, not the Colorado is like a rich school, but I feel like they probably have more money in their donor base than Cincinnati and USF. Um, they are already power five where Cincinnati will be power five next year. So if those were truly the only three schools that were looking at him, 
then this is probably the best place he could have gone. But it feels like it's going to be a place where it'll just be tough to succeed. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, Dion is a draw in and of himself, but beyond Dion, I don't know how big of a draw that school is, that area. Just, I don't know what kind of talent they're going to be able to pull in. I've heard people refer to Colorado as a sleeping giant because they have had some good years in the past. I don't think I quite agree with that assessment. I do think they can be a a consistent 8-9 win team with the occasional 10-11 wins uh, if you know, you, you kind of build for it over two or three years and you kind of get some good classes and they're back to back and, and they can uh, uh, kind of build the roster that way. I, th- some of this stuff signifies to me, and I, I think desperate's probably the wrong word, but it definitely seems like Dion was ready and trying to actively trying to leave Jackson State. Um, for instance, he's he's making good money. It's rumored to be around six million dollars for him. Uh, which the school says they don't have that money yet. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, but like it, it, the buyout is not the full amount of the contract. Like it's not a particularly long contract. Like it just seems like he was, he, he was, he, he realized that Jackson state is like the, it, it, it is not a destination. And for the folks that are upset about, him leaving there after three years when he, you know, he's he said he was going to do all these things. I think you just have to understand that Jackson state is not a destination. He had 5% of undefeated. college this year. Yeah. They're fine. The SWAC is not a good conference for anybody that is very familiar with the FCS. Like they're not a great team. They beat up on really poor teams. Um, last year when they actually faced competition, they got crushed. Um, he's done really well there with basically a recruiting advantage that he's not going to have a Colorado. So as soon as he got hired, I said, it's going to be really interesting to see who they're, what staff he brings with him, what he puts together there at the coordinator positions. Because I think Dion can recruit just because he's Dion Sanders. And it's like cool that he's sitting in your living room. But I think the, the playing field will be leveled a little bit with him there at Colorado especially if they struggle for a year or two. I think the coordinator positions are really important, and we do have some news, we think, on that. It sounds like Sean Lewis, who is the uh, offensive, or the head coach at Kent State, might end up being his offensive coordinator. That's being reported as at least his main target. I think that's interesting that he's, he, he might poach a head coach over there, but that's a whole other discussion. I think you know if you're the head coach at Kent State and you're not winning 10, 11 games, this might be the stepping stone you need to a bigger job. So I yeah. actually kind of understand that. Uh, and then it sounds like defense coordinator might be going after Mike Zimmer, former you know NFL head coach of the Vikings, longtime you know defense, very good defensive coordinator. Um, so I think those are encouraging hires if you're looking at this from a fantasy perspective and you're wondering what is Colorado going to give me with Dion there because. Dion's not like an X's and O's guy. It's not like you're, he's coming in and it's like, you know, this is going to, he's going to run an air raid and he's going to bring, you know, all this high flying uh, system with him. Like that's, he's, he's kind of just a CEO guy, which is fine, just fine. Um, but I think if, if these hires are true, those are two really good hires um, to kind of kick things off there. Yeah. And I completely agree with you. I think the coordinator positions are going to be very important here because Dion and I don't, know the inner workings of Jackson State. So if I'm wrong on this, I apologize for my my ignorance here. But Dion does not seem like an X's and O's type of a coach. He seems more like the uh, CEO type 
you know, almost like a Herm Edwards was at Arizona State, almost like James Franklin kind of is at Penn State, although he has a little bit more control over the offense than and defense than I would like. But, you know, um, that's besides the point. So it seems like he's a little bit more of a CEO type. And those types of head coaches, there's a lot of value in that, but you have to nail your offensive and defensive coordinators. And I think in Dion's, you know, jump to power five here, he really needs to nail this. Um, now, one of the things that will benefit him is USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 eventually when, you know, that when they have the California border regions finally figures all that stuff out and whenever they can actually get out of the contracts and all that good stuff, that'll make the Pac-12 a little bit weaker. So that might open up some stuff for, for Colorado. So that could help him if he can stick around there long term. But getting through these first couple of years with these offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator hires, bringing in guys through the transfer portal, I think that's going to be huge. I think we're going to learn a lot early on. There's been reports that between 150 and 200 players uh, between future recruits and uh, guys either in the portal or, or thinking about entering have already contacted Colorado. First among those, I'm sure, well, First, first among those is Shador Sanders, Dion's mm -hmm. son, who he said at his opening press conference is, is their quarterback. He said he's going to compete for it, whatever. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else on the roster unless they bring in someone crazy from the portal, which I kind of doubt. Sounds like it's probably going to be Dion's son. Um, you know, we haven't seen that much. Should He started at Jackson State the past couple of years. He was a low four-star guy. I don't want to give too much commentary on him the player but i think he was really only a four-star because of who his dad is he played at a very small school in texas with very weak competition i he had a lot of offers but i don't think he was considered a get from what i've heard from people which basically just means like either the offers weren't actually committable or like he kind of got these offers but like no one really wanted him that's why he was going probably to fau um, there were a couple of other schools that like would have taken him, I'm sure, but I don't think he would have played there. He's put up good numbers at Jackson State over the past few years. So I think it'll be interesting to see what he does in terms of transitioning to uh, much better competition. We'll see what he's throwing to Travis Hunter, probably coming with him. We'll see if he even plays any wide receiver. He played a little bit of both at Jackson State this year. They do still have Jordan Tyson. Um, and then the rest of that roster is kind of, build your own whatever you want. And Dion has told all the guys, there's that video floating around, like basically, I don't want you. You can feel free to leave. I think we're going to see some pretty big changes. We just don't really have an idea of what that's going to look like yet. It could be anybody. It really it really could. I don't think when all is said and done, I think they'll get at least one guy that we're like, oh, like that. that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'll be really interested to see who that guy is going to be. Cause I agree with you. I think they are going to get one big name. Like Dion always seems to make one big splash. You know, last year it was um, Travis Hunter. So, yeah. And, and I think it's pretty much assumed that Travis Hunter is coming with him. Although if I'm Travis Hunter personally, like I might reopen the Florida state conversations given how they looked this year, but he should reopen know. like Bama and stuff. Yeah. Why not? Also, also true. Also true. But, um, the the splashy hire that they're going to get this year, like you said, it's not going to be a quarterback because everybody already assumes and probably rightfully so that Shador is going to be the starting quarterback there. So then you're looking at, you know, the skill position guys are the ones that tend to make the big splashes. So your wide receivers, your running backs um, and 
I don't know who they're going to get out of the wide receiver running back group. that's going to go to Colorado. I mean, Trey Sanders from Alabama. Um, Got room for me, Unc. Yeah. There's no relation there, right? No. Okay. I didn't think so, but the way he called him Unc and then this last name Sanders Sanders made me question it for a second. But so Trey Sanders was a five-star guy, but that's not really like a splash anymore. Um, There's some decent receivers in the portal. We obviously it's day one here, so there's a ton that more that could happen. But if you're a wide receiver, would you want to go to Colorado to catch passes from a quarterback who's making the jump from FCS to power five? That's a big jump. That's a big jump. So I don't know if I would want to go catch passes from Shador. So if I'm a receiver, I probably wouldn't want to go there. And that then really limits the splashy hire that they could get. So I do think they're going to get one splashy signing. I'll just be really interested to see who it's going to be. Well, let's assume that they they have Tyson. They have Hunter, mm-hmm. who plays some wide receiver for them, and they bring uh, Kevin, Col- Coleman. Kevin Coleman with them too. That's three guys. Friend of the show, Kevin Coleman. <laughs> if you look at the guys that are in the portal today, right now, as of recording this show, just you know, some wide receiver names. I'll just throw out some names, some guys that don't seem to be connected with another school yet. Because, for instance, like Treshawn Holden's in the portal. He's he's rumored to be going to uh, to Iowa. Ra Ra Thomas is in the portal. He he's rumored to go to Georgia. So uh, taking some of those guys out, if you look, it's kind of weak at wide receiver right now. You've got a guy like Theo Weiss. Um, you've got Jojo Earl who went in tonight. We'll probably talk about him oh, here uh, in a few one. minutes. Yeah, you were dancing, bro. Um, was. Uh, EJ Williams and Dakari Collins mm-hmm. are both in the portal. Uh, Deontay Thornton Jr. from uh, Oregon is in there. Uh, a couple of guys from Washington State left, Ollie and Stribling. Uh, Dominic Lovett's in the portal. Um, Dante Cephas, and he's already got like a bajillion offers. Corey Crooms, Christian Leary, like that's the quality of name that's in the portal right now. Ollie Jennings is in too, actually. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there, there's not there's not a big name wide receiver in yet. There there are the, the running backs and the college quality quarterbacks right now uh, are looking to be a bit deeper than the wide receiver position. So we'll we'll see if anybody else ends up jumping in. Um, but right now there's no guy that just automatically sticks out as like, yeah, I think he could go there and be really, really good. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, I think it almost has to be a running back for like I was saying before. So, and there's a couple decent ones in the portal now and you know, there's rumors for other ones to be in there as well. So we'll see, we'll see who they can end up bringing in. But uh, I think this is going to be an, an interesting storyline to follow all off season here and then even into next year. Yeah, we'll be paying attention there to Colorado, uh, which is something that we haven't been able to say uh, in a while. So, you know, which is why I think it was great for for Colorado. Maybe six million dollars that they don't have well spent. You know, I'll spend six million dollars. I don't have to. That sounds good. (laughs) All right. Um, So jumping into the portal here, Colin, uh, I don't really have that much to to set it up here. I mean, I figure we just kind of pick out some guys that are really interesting to us. Um, and maybe talk about either rumors that are already flying around or offers that they already have or where we would like to see them go. I'm going to, I'm going to throw out the first name Colin um, because I can, Um, because this, I think it's the biggest, the the biggest surprise today. Uh, Austin Reed quarterback from Western Kentucky. I think if you had Austin Reed, you were 
thinking that you're probably going to be really good at the quarterback position for next year. Uh, you know, at least, at least one of the, you know, most, most leagues start two or three. So you had at least one guy that you could really count on, had a really nice year there. Uh, his first year on campus, he has one more year of eligibility left and he's in the portal. Uh, some interesting rumors that we've heard, you know, did he get along with the staff? I don't really know. Um, but what's going I, on I, with the staff? I don't know Another where question. he ends up. I don't know where he ends up. I don't have a good spot for him. I would figure that he wouldn't have left with it without at least some thought as to where he could probably end up. I mean, there's lots of places that have an opening right now. Um, but I think he may just not realize how much of a product of the system he probably was. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it is. He got a little overconfident here. He saw, you know, his name up in the headlight and headlines and, you know, throwing for all these yards and all these stats. And that's great, you know, but he still put up about 70 to 75% of what Bailey Zappi did last year. And, you know, it's, it's, so it's, it's a lot of the system, I think. And I'll be definitely interested to see if he stays in the portal what kind of offers he gets because he's somebody else who jumped from FCS or no D jumped him D2. D2. Yeah. Yeah. He jumped D2 all the way to G5. Now he's trying to make another jump up to power five. And there's definitely some schools out some power five schools out there that could use a quarterback, but there's a lot of quarterbacks in the portal here. So I question the types of offers he's going to get. I'm hoping for his sake, ultimately he just, pulls back in, goes back to Western Kentucky. And that's not even necessarily a selfish CFF take. I just think that that's probably the better spot for him because we've seen decent, a, a level of success from two Western Kentucky quarterbacks, Mike White uh, with the Jets and Bailey Zappi in a brief stint this year also had some success. So, I, so I just want to correct you real quick here, Colin, not correct, but just kind of offer some context. My, um, I, Mike White is not a Western Kentucky in the same sense, uh, Kentucky quarterback in the same sense that Bailey Zappi is a Western Kentucky different quarterback. Different system. Completely different staffs, completely different offset, offensive systems, like completely different, you know, everything surrounding them. So uh, like, I, I think when you're talking Western Kentucky, like it has to start with last year. Anything that happened before that is not relevant to what is happening there today, in my opinion. Just to complete total circumstance change for everybody there. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, so either way, Bailey Zappi at least had some level of success there. So it's not like in the NFL. So it's not like he's never going to get drafted, even if he has like another good year like that at, at Western Kentucky. I think there's a possibility he could get drafted. So I think that's his better bet is sticking there rather than trying to test the waters. Well, do we do we think that he's trying to go to a similar system at a bigger school? Could he go to Texas Tech? Could he go to West Virginia? Could you try to think of some other air raid-ish type school, run and shoot could schools he? out there that he could? I'm not going to say no, he can't, but I would. So it would shock me if Zach Kitley went and got him and brought him into Texas Tech. Kitley has um, Shuck's not in the portal yet, is he? No, I suspect he will be. I mean, I think that's I think he will Morton's too. job, but at the same time, like we've seen Reed run the system, the exact system. For an entire year and be really good if you're if, if kitley's concerned about his job at all that could be enticing because morton was good for like three quarters he also had some kind of head scratchers i 
I don't know. I'm just is 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 he self aware enough, Austin Reed, to say the system did make me? Let's step a level up in competition, and maybe that helps me get drafted a little higher. It's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. I don't know. I will be I'll be very interested to see what power five offers he actually gets if he actually gets any. Yeah, yeah, he he'll get some, I think. Um I mean think about all the power five teams that need quarterbacks right now. Like there's a lot of them. But there's a lot in the portal. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the portal. There are. There are. I mean, we think Oregon needs a bridge quarterback. Hudson Card, baby. I think they're a, they're a prime landing spot for somebody if you want Dante Moore to sit for a year. Could Austin Reed be that guy? If you're looking for just like that bridge guy, I, I think he could be enticing for a school like that too. And I, I'm not gonna like try to sit here and just you know list them off as I as they pop into my head. But I mean, there there are plenty of schools out there that kind of fit that you know mold uh, of what that would look like. Yeah, there are Miami, but. There's also, a, like I said, there's a, just so many quarter, quarterbacks in the portal right now. Brennan Armstrong is in the portal. Well, he's the rumored replacement there. For Western Kentucky? Yes. Armstrong is rumored to be the replacement there, which would be amazing. If you are sneaky, and you know your league mates don't listen to this show because I'm going to be doing it after we hop off here tonight, I would be sending out some offers for Brennan Armstrong. <laughs> See what I can get. Yeah, because, I mean, that Virginia offense was the whole reason that he did not do well last year. Like, I don't think it was him. I don't think Brennan Armstrong's a world beater, but he's a good college quarterback. He could put up some good fantasy numbers. Who who the hell was Austin Reed before this year? Nobody. I mean, yeah. I think, like, a monkey, if if the monkey can throw a football, could probably put up some decent points in that offense. Like, yeah. it just – that it's tailor-made for it. They don't play in a tough conference. I'm sorry, Hannah. Please don't listen <laughs> to this. Um like I, it's 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 just one of those places. Like no matter what, the guy there is going to do something. So, yeah. and it, I, I, do they stay in house? Veltkamp's really the only other guy there. I think oh, someone was saying that Ocean is either in the portal or is looking at the portal already. So, like, there's not a lot of other options in house. But Brennan Armstrong is rumored to be that next guy. So that would be interesting. It would be. That would be very interesting. Um, but yeah, and who are the other quarterbacks that, that are interesting to you right now that you think like are going to compete with him for, for offers from places, which I think, so, cause I think there's a difference between like, so like Notre Dame needs a quarterback right now. I don't think Austin Reed would be a kind of guy no. they would offer. I think they would look at Devin Leary or D you know, they probably won't look at DJU, but a guy like that over a guy like, well, Reed, I, I would assume just going through this list here, people, players that I think would Power five teams would prefer over Reed would be Leary, DJU, Donovan Smith, uh, Graham. Uh, Smith very much dependent on on system, I think. Fair enough. Graham Mertz, um, Haynes King, Hudson Card, Colby Criswell, Jeff Sims. Um, I, I don't know that Sims or King. Uh, King would be preferred over Reed, personally. If you're, I mean, what have they done in three years? They were at Power Five schools. A, a quarter of how often do we see a lateral like Power Five quarterback move? Like you either were really good and you're on your way up, or you kind of sucked and you're on your way down. I don't know. You don't see a lot of those like I was okay at Georgia Tech and now I'm at Illinois. Like we, you just don't see a lot of those type of moves. Like you're uh, Basilac, McNamara, Basilac from last year. 
um tommy devito De- devito is the other one that i can think of off the top of my head that did yeah those off. are just like the two it, off the top it's kind of kind of rare emory jones i think that's a step big step down like florida to arizona state yeah that's true that's bro next went from auburn to to whatever but like auburn was cratering like i don't yeah. know like there's ex- extenuating circumstances there yeah I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. There's there's just enough quarterbacks in the portal here that I'm a little hesitant. And there are a lot of guys that could be bridge guys. Like we were just listing off some guys that basically have like one year of eligibility left. Like Reed does. Devin Leary, I believe, only has one year of eligibility left. The former NC mm-hmm. State guy, he's in the portal. Uh, DJ has a couple of years, so he doesn't necessarily uh, fit into that. Um, I, th- I believe Phil Jerkovic would have fit that. He's at Pitt now, which kill me. Uh, Brendan Armstrong in his last year of eligibility. Slovis is in the portal. He's in his last year. Like there are a bunch of Spencer Sanders. Mm-hmm. He might be like one of those like go to a top G five type guys. Um, like whatever happens at like Houston or Cincy or insert like G five ish solid program here. Like he could be that kind of guy. Like there 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 are several of those guys hanging around. Yeah, you don't think Spencer Sanders could go to a better school than that? You don't think he could go to Kentucky? Or Kentucky's a good landing spot for somebody, and I'll be interested to see who they go after. We need to see who they hire at offensive coordinator. Right. Um, the thing about Sanders is that I think I think he was kind of gently nudged out of Oklahoma State. I don't know well, what you think about that. I don't know what's going on there, honestly. I, th- I think they know their ceiling with Spencer Sanders, which was a good football team. But I don't think, you know, if you're Oklahoma State, like re- realistically, if if he'd played a little bit better in a couple of those games, like they probably could have won that conference at least once, once during his tenure there. Like it was right, not but, a strong time in the Big Twelve. Yeah, but who else do they have at quarterback? There, Gunner Gundy. They have they have Mike. No, Gundy's they started son. they started Rangel at the last game. Garrett Rangel. He was a yeah. freshman. They have a kid coming in who is Elite 11 who's pretty solid. And I think they're a team that could look into the portal for a bridge guy. Shit, they could go after Austin Reed. Right. I mean, I could see a bridge. Right. I could see them going after like a bridge guy. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you already had Sanders there as a bridge guy to your next guy. To the, uh, was it Flores that's coming in from the Elite 11? Yeah, I think that's the last name. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they have him coming in. So, maybe they have Sanders bridge into him. So, I'd... It just didn't make any sense for me for him to leave. Um, and when it was in, that's, if, that's an interesting one. I guess if you have the chance to go try to get a guy who probably won't cost you at least like one game during the season, as Spencer Sanders is is, is known to do, then I, I I guess you take that chance. I I, I need to see who the offers are, are going out to here before I pass yeah. too much judgment on some of these moves. Because some of them could look really stupid in hindsight and some would be like, now that's pretty good pretty uh pretty good pretty sneaky move um donovan smith could be fun there yeah like the, the whole offense is push it deep and move the quarterback around like what is donovan smith good at push it deep and move the quarterback around like he, he would be an interesting guy there the, there's no solid Kyron drones drones would be interesting we don't know what drones is he's kind of the yeah. mystery box yeah former for anybody former baylor uh quarterback i believe he was there two years mm-hmm um, didn't really play too much. Pretty athletic guy. Can move around. Um, yeah, pretty move good around, push the ball downfield. That's kind of why I was thinking maybe the Oklahoma State because that kind of fits that offense a little bit. But 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of teams that are going to need some quarterbacks. It'll be really interested to see what direction they go. Uh, Notre Dame, Wisconsin are going to be two of them. That Notre be... Dame, Notre Dame feels like that's like Devin Leary or Graham Mertz. Like that feels like the kind of guy that goes to Notre Dame and plays quarterback. You concur? No. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, they brought in um, Jack Cohn from Wisconsin, yeah. so they already got one guy from there. Why not? Why not go get Mertz? Yeah, I think either of those guys, like a guy that's been proven that like they can run an offense, um, and, and do some things like like we don't. Buckner has not proven he can run an offense, and Drew Pine's Drew Pine. Yeah. So, um, I, I think either of those guys make a lot of sense there, and it's a high profile let enough me, place for a guy like Leary. Let me hit you with one. Okay. Keaton Slovis. <laughs> I think at this point, Slovis is going to be persona non grata for a lot of teams because not only was he really poor this year for Pitt, but uh, he apparently was a giant douche on the way out. Oh. So, um, like, a bunch of the, the, the guys on Pitt were like, yeah, team captain, and, like, didn't say anything to anybody, just, like, said, like, deuces and left. Um, so, I, I think that, that might was a little some That was a little more tongue-in-cheek, but, you know. He was at yeah. USC. He was at Pitt. So, I wonder, I do wonder where he ends up. I I think G five. If I had to guess, Western Kentucky. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> uh, if there's a place that maybe he could do okay, it might be there. Well, that's because like any quarterback that goes there will be fine. Well, that's, pretty yeah. much any quarterback. Like fine. we just said, a monkey could probably play quarterback there. Yeah, yeah. Any other quarterbacks? I mean, DJ, we didn't really talk about yet. We figured this was inevitable or maybe not inevitable, but we we, we figured that I think he's a guy that got a nudging mm-hmm. after he got benched this weekend. And we didn't we didn't intro with that. Um, got benched in the ACC championship game this weekend. Uh, Kate Klubnik came in and played very, very well. Um, the writing was on the wall. Like, we have to yank you three times throughout the season, like against basically the only three good teams that we played. That's a tough one. Um, so where do we think he, I think he goes, what he has to go West coast. UCLA seems to be where all of our CFF guys want him to go for obvious reasons. I don't know that that's necessarily a a shoe in or a slam dunk for him, but I do think that would be a good spot. It's a spot that has an opening. Uh, I think he could do well in that system. That's not going to ask too much of him. Um, I don't know how much that would rehab his draft stock. Uh, but I think that could be one of the better spots, but I do think, yeah, I think he goes out West Arizona state with Dillingham, I think is going to be a destination that we're looking at a lot of quarterbacks for given the success that he just had with Bo Nix. So I think that's an interesting area out West as well. Um, so yeah, DJU is obviously the, the, the most, the biggest name of the quarterbacks in the portal so far. So I think he'll have his fair share of suitors. The only other name that I want to toss, well, there, there's some other uh, names that we haven't even really mentioned yet. Nick Evers was a, a four-star in this past class that was at Oklahoma. Um, he's leaving there after one year. It was very clear that that was not going to happen. Um, we'll see where he ends up. Uh, he is from the South, right? Like Arkansas or Alabama or something. Texas. He's from I somewhere was, in that I area. I thought he was from Texas, but that, yeah. That might be. Yeah, yeah somewhere in, the, in that area. So he'll probably stay around there, I would assume. A lot of these guys, it's kind of safe to assume unless they have kind of a national name that that they'll uh, stay close to home. Like 
like Phil Jerkovic. Um, Jacoby Criswell is another big one leaving. We, we talked about him like all year, that he's way too good to just be sitting as a backup at UNC. Um, I don't know. He's visiting Arkansas this weekend. He's from that area. Um, seems like a natural spot. But KJ Jefferson's supposed to be coming back. So I don't I don't know what that'll look like. But he's he's the other kind of name that I'm really keeping uh, my eyes on here over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, he's a name that I would keep an eye on. Obviously, Hudson Card is a guy that I'm keeping an eye on personally, just given my previous affinity for him. Um, I don't know where he'll end up. That'll be interesting to see. I think Luther, Luther Richardson, um, formerly of Cincinnati, he left. Did he even make it to the start of the season this year before he got in the portal? I think he got in real quick. Who? And then Luther Richardson. No, he didn't. He, 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 I don't think Richardson, the, Richardson is good. Um, I, I'm just my point with him was I was just gonna say Trent Dilfer at USF. Trent Dilfer was his high school coach. So. Uh, Trent Dilfer's at not at USF, is he? I thought he was at like Tulsa or something. No, Tulsa's looking at JG Kinney, um, UAB. UAB, UAB that's, that's it. where he is. So wherever he ends up, as someplace I could see Richardson going and. Uh, the last one would be Malik Hornsby, just given how dynamic of an athlete he is. He could be an interesting how, option for CFF. How bad of a school does he have to go to for him to be like the unquestioned quarterback? Because he's he's we've seen him play some quarterback. He's he's not a good quarterback at all. Like Bowling Green level, like somewhere in the MAC that that is probably not a good team in the MAC. Is that kind of mm-hmm. what his where he has to go? Yeah, probably. I mean. I'm trying to think of a, a place that would run a system that would benefit that would like complement his skill set. And that's a really good question because I can't, I'm having a hard time coming up with some. Well, we have a pro- our producer in the chat, so he can hit us up with any uh, if he thinks of some good ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, somewhere G5, I think he could just tear it up there uh, for fantasy purposes and then see you later. Quite a few good running backs in the portal here as well, Colin. I think the best name or the, the, the big name to start off with here is Carson Steele. Uh, Ball State, second-year guy there. Well, he just finished his second year there. Was the fifth overall running back, as we talked about last week or, or two weeks ago, on the season for CFF purposes. Um, I don't know where he'll end up. Oh, I think our producer our producer is actually hopping in here. Uh, hey, producer. Chocolate ice cream and whipped cream, Colin. Oh, nice. It looks mm. good. Delicious. I just saw Carson Steele. I just want to say hey, guys. Hi, Matt. Great show with Alfred. On the portal? Oh, you just did the tran- – how was your transfer yeah. portal show? It was great. Spent about an hour and a half. Talked a lot about all the players. Well, well since you're here, who's your favorite guy in the portal right now? You can't say Carson Steele. Well, we're, we're on Carson we're on Steele. Carson Is that your Steele. favorite guy? No, I mean, I, I think he'll be fine. I know our CFF team kind of freaked out when he jumped in, uh, obviously probably losing the volume, leaving Ball State. I think he'll be fine if he does go to a P5 team because um, I do think he's got the talent to be. He's not going to like make people miss, but I do think he's a really good bruising back. He can catch the ball. He's at 24 catches this year. That's pretty damn good for a running back. Uh, I don't know that I have a favorite in the portal right now because I've been told some rumors about some guys who are coming and I'm I'm more excited about those guys. So I don't know that I have Mm. a favorite right now. I mean, Jacoby Criswell's interesting. 
you know, wide receivers. I mean, Dorian Singer could be interesting. I, you know, me and Alfred talked about this. I'd be curious to hear what you guys think when you get to the wide receivers is all the rumors about him going to USC. Like I was kind of hoping they wouldn't bring any transfer portal guys in. Cause I would have loved to see Zach Rye branch from lemon, like hit the field year one with Caleb and then be like ready to go when, when Malachi takes over the year after. So we'll see. I don't know. Don't have well, let me, well, that um, wide receiver room is a problem for USC regardless, right? It is, yes. Sorry to cut you off their call. Like, I mean, like when when Jordan Addison was out, like they kind of struggled to get some of these guys really going. I mean, it's what Brendan Rice, Taj Washington, Mario Michael Williams, Jackson, who's been Mario, dis- yeah, disappointing. Michael Jackson, Colin, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a who's who of like mid tier Kyle Ford. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Where are you going to ask, Colin? Then I'll get out of your guys' hair. I just want to um, stop by and listen to some entertainment while I was eating. So, I mean, I just, I was, I don't know if you, well, you you listen to so, so you know. So, I, I, I do salsa dancing on, um, yes, I do. on Monday nights. So, I'm, thank you. So, I'm, I'm catching up on some news. I just saw Ohio State's offensive coordinator, Kevin Wilson, is taking the Tulsa yes. head coaching job. Um, just a quick, quick thought on that one. Uh, good for him. I mean, I felt like he was kind of redundant on the the Ohio State coaching staff. His job was offensive coordinator and QB coach. It was Ryan Day's job as well. So, and I feel like Ryan Day is clearly the the QB developer there. He was really big on the QB recruiting trail, though. Like he was the guy who built the relationships with all those quarterbacks. So. I'll be intrigued to see what that means with him moving on. I think this is more of a he's going to Tulsa, gets his head coaching job. Would not be surprised if all of a sudden we see Brian Hartline is now elevated to helping call offensive plays. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think it's good for him. I'm I'm happy for him. What about the Tulsa offense? Are we thinking he's going to see like Ohio State South here or South? Yeah, it's a good question. Because Davis Brin is gone right he's not mm-hmm. didn't he enter the transfer portal he's so he's in the portal yeah. keelan so stokes have... was rumored to be entering the portal too i haven't seen if he well, actually does he even did. have eligibility left i thought he's like a six-year player the wide receiver he's out of stokes. eligibility yeah or, no not, that's not who i'm thinking of um not keelan stokes braxton something Bra- uh, braylon braxton braylon braxton well braxton. you know Everybody wanted Brian Hartline to go to Cincinnati and bring those wide receivers with him. Maybe he brings a wide receiver to Kojo and we Caleb, maybe Keon Gray's goes Tulsa Devin Brown's probably looking for a job. Maybe Devin Brown's Tulsa starting <laughs> quarterback next year. We'll see what happens. Now I, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, he definitely comes from the Ryan day trade though. He did also, I mean, he's see the urban. I'm almost positive. He is, related to urban Meyer if I'm not misremembering this correctly so he's also very in the urban Meyer coaching tree as well so I honestly don't know what kind of offense we're going to get from because urban Meyer Ryan Day very two different uh, offensive systems there but I do think it'll be an interesting hire for everything I've told he is a really good recruiter so I think he'll be able to recruit to Tulsa's level and they should be a good team well, if he's related, related to Urban Meyer, we know that he might not be running a tight ship. Could be a fun place for some uh, Island of Misfit Toys guys to hang out for a little no, bit. Nobody yeah. runs tight ships anymore. Nobody. I, I just, I'm interested in the Tulsa position because since that was a um, pretty interesting fantasy spot this year with Bryn, had a lot of nice numbers. Keelan Stokes, a lot of nice numbers there too. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that spot. I wanted to get your thoughts on it while you were here. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm going to go back and eat my ice cream. Enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy Anyways. it. All right. So, Colin. Um, Carson Steele. Carson Steele. Yeah. <laughs> what do we think of Carson Steele? 
Um, I think Carson Steele is a solid running back, but I don't think he is the type of running back that's going to get this like big power five offer and parlay that into significant NFL draft capital. What do you mean by big power five offer? I think he'll get power five offers. He will get power five offers, but I think the offers levels that he'll be looking at are, you know, just staying in the state of Indiana, like a Purdue level. Like I could see that, um, you know, maybe in Illinois, if they want to bolster their backfield a little bit, that would actually be really interesting fantasy. But like, I think that's kind of the level that he would go. And then in terms of draft capital, like I, I just, I don't know if I see him being anything more than like a day three guy. So, and I think he could have been a day three guy, even at ball state. My dream is that Brom goes to Louisville. Finally, the current Purdue head coach mm, um, yeah. and that Steele goes there too. They that just lost be... the entire backfield. Like, even if you're a big Ruben Owens guy, who's a one of the higher ranked running backs in this year's class, uh, currently committed there. We'll see their their coaches moving on to Cincy. So there's a lot of moving parts here. <laughs> um, so I don't, I like, I don't know what everything everybody's going to be doing there. But like, everyone in that backfield just left. Tyon Evans left. Trayvon Cooley left. Um, yeah. uh, Jalen Mitchell just left. Like, literally, the entire Everybody. backfield left. So there, there are going to be touches there to go around. So that would be an interesting spot for him, in my opinion. Did you see uh, the shade that Des Fitzpatrick, former wide receiver from Louisville, yeah. threw <laughs> Satterfield as he was out the door? I saw the second one where he was like, he made us like talk him up and like he never. Yeah, that, that was the one us. that I like, saw too. Yeah, yeah, he he had some earlier message too. Yeah, I, not to get completely off track, he, Satterfield's not a good coach the, since he just came in and, and saved uh, saved them from be like having to fire him. He was on the hot seat all year. He's not built anything there. The only reason they recruited these guys because the NIL money there. Don't be fooled. It wasn't anything he did. Um, so uh, a very <laughs> odd hire. Since he since he caught lightning in a bottle for that one season, they are very they are a very unserious football program. I'm sorry, they just are. Yeah, I think they are too. I mean, they'll moving to the Big Twelve is going to help them, but I think they're going to be a I don't want to say the doormat of the Big 12, but I don't I think, think they're, they're going to be. I think they're at risk of being like the WVU, like the new WVU of that that conference. They're not a great school. They they are in Ohio, which helps, but Fickle was really the driving force there. Like, I I, I don't know. I, I think this is a bad hire. I think they're moving in the wrong direction. I think they, they got basically lucky for one year. I don't think they could have gone up from Fickle. Like, I don't think they could have gotten anybody better. They're at least getting a guy with power five experience. And I don't think Satterfield's that great, but if, if you're a school like Cincy and the, the options for you, again, this is just totally off topic here. If your options are, we'll take the guy that has proven that he is like, okay at a power five level, or we'll like schools like Cincy should always be taking the mystery box. Yes. They should always be taking the mystery box because the worst that could happen is that the mystery box is terrible for a year or two and they get rid of them as opposed to a guy like Satterfield who could come in and be okay for a long time. And that might actually be worse because the shine will like a year or two, like people might still think of Cincy, like that's kind of an attractive place. If, you, if you're okay for a really long time, you turn into just a, a, a mediocre landing spot. Like I think they should have gone. I'm not, I, I don't have a guy like off the top of my head. I, I'm not like Kristen. It was like all of these coordinators and all these like, like JG you know, Kinney. But they really should have just gone for like GJ. some hot young 
talented coordinator and just said like, here are the keys. Let's do this thing. Uh, there's no reason not to do that. Maybe they tried with Dion. It didn't sound like Dion had any interest. Like, I don't know if that connection was actually true or not. Um, but they were, they, they should have gone like that sort of crazy route going, going for the, the known average quantity is just, it is waving the white flag. Yeah. But since he's just always kind of seems like a generally conservative school in general, yeah. um, with like the way they throw their money around and, and everything like that. So kind of makes sense that they go that route and they don't go the, the mystery box. Yeah. What, what are the running backs you like in here, Colin? I mean, you're, you're a Byron Cardwell guy, uh, Oregon. He's in the portal. I am big Bar Byron Cardwell guy. And, you know, I think that there has been a lot of um, his luster lost this year. I don't know exactly what happened at Oregon. Like he was hurt. Then he was healthy. Then, you know, he wasn't getting on the field at all. So I'll be really interested to see where he ends up. I, I almost think he might be a guy who sticks in like the power five or sticks in like the pack 12 because he is from california so he's out west west coast kind of guy maybe we see uh, i don't know usc goes in the portal and gets somebody else again they just you know, took their see. last starting running back yeah <laughs> they, go get the, the the guy that was go get him again him. yeah i mean uh, washington needs a a running game um because talia papa's gone they don't really have anything else there so I'm really proud of you for trying that name, by the way. Thank I'm you. really proud of you. Thank you. Uh, I said it with a lot of confidence. Too, you did. So. You just went right into it. I was like, whoa, okay, Colin. Salsa dancing really made you confident. It has. It has. Recommended for anybody. Boost the confidence. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of interesting landing spots for Cardwell. So I think he can rehab his stock here this year. So that was a good call out there. Uh, and then the other guy that I think, yeah, I think we almost have to talk about, LJ Johnson. Um, you know, he was pretty high four star uh, going high, to, yeah. yeah, very high four star going to Texas A&M. Didn't really see the field much at all, but he also had Spiller in front of him. He had Achain in front of him. And I don't know. I, I think, I th still think there's something there. You know, I, he's a guy who definitely lost a lot of his luster if you're going that route, talking about that. But I, I, he's a guy that's going to be really interesting. Texas guy too. And, you know, we could see Kendry Miller leave and then there's an opening at TCU. You know, we could see a couple other different openings as well. So uh, LJ Johnson will be a guy I'm watching as well. Yeah, there's a couple other names that I think could be some reclamation type projects, depending on where they end up. Travion Cooley, who we really liked coming out. He was at Louisville the past couple of years, never really uh, got. I don't want to say he didn't get a chance, but never really caught on there. So I think he's an interesting guy. Arlen Harris, who left Stanford. Announced it a while ago and finally made it official here. Um, talked, I had a chance to sit down and talk with him this offseason. Real smart kid, real nice kid. Um, so I'll be rooting uh, for him, see where he ends up. Um, and then Ray Davis is the other one I think is really interesting. I know producer's still sitting in the background, so he'll be really excited that I'm dropping that name. Um, Ray Davis, who's been around for like forever at this point. Don't talk about him on Twitter if you don't want his annoying-ass family to show up. But um, <laughs> was pretty good at Temple was better than people think at Vandy this year on a not real great team. I'd be interested to see where exactly he goes. I do think, and for anybody that I think thinks really highly of him from an NFL perspective, I think the fact that he's not going to the draft probably tells you all you need to know about what the NFL thinks of him right now. Like, I don't think that he's 
highly thought of. I think he would be like a round six, seven guy at best. And I actually would be willing to put money that I think he would have been an undrafted free agent if he came out this year. So maybe he can uh, uh, rehab that a little bit. I still think his ceiling would be like fifth round, but there could there, there's spots out there for him to maybe go fit in a little bit. Yeah, I definitely think there's, a, there's some spots out there for him and producer in our ear saying potentially Kentucky rumors as a replacement for Chris Rodriguez. I think that would be about the best you could hope for for a fantasy standpoint. And then, you know, maybe he parlays that into the day three draft capital somewhere. Um, I think that's kind of what you're looking for for his ceiling at this point. It, that but, would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. If he if he's coming back for another year, I think that does tell you what you need to know about what the NFL thinks of him, at least at this point. You know, yeah. I'm not saying he can't improve his stock at all, but that's kind of what we're looking at now. It's like a day three guy. And we talked about this class being just crazy deep at running back. He may have gotten a grade, but I mean, realistically, if there's seven or eight guys with around five, six grade, I think there's no guarantee that, uh, that, that, you know, he, he would get drafted in that range. We, we might see some guys yeah. fall to get, um, th- those kinds of grades just, just by the sheer number of guys in this year's class. So, um, we'll see what he does, uh, over the next year. Wide receivers, we did just talk about, you know, this, there's not a lot of big names in yet. There's some guys that are definitely interesting. I think the right now it's probably headlined by uh, Cephas, Dante Cephas, or Don, Dominic Lovett. I think those are probably the two hottest names out there right now. So uh, hot just, right now. Just some other names that I think are intriguing depending on where they go. Tyrese Chambers from FIU. Um, Elijah Spencer. Um, uh, a, a couple of Bama castoffs. Uh, Leary and JoJo Earl. Um, uh, a couple of Clemson guys, EJ Williams, Dakari Collins. Who'd you, what'd you say, Colin? And Holden for the Bama cast. Oh, yeah. Treshawn Holden's in. Yeah. Um, but sounds like he's already kind of found his spot. Keegan Johnson's in right now. Um, so I mean, Dorian Singer, probably the biggest name in there right now, but I think there, there, there's some interesting names, but no one that's like, oh, damn, he's in the portal. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody in the portal right now that you look at as like a, I don't want to say a program changer, but like as a as a big name, as a, as a guy who's going to be an instant impact at a significant school. So, you know, I think we could we're going to need to see some more guys coming into the portal here before we get you know really excited. Um, but there's there's enough names in the portal right now that are intriguing. Um, you know, you hit a couple of them there, Ali Jennings. I think is another one that's, that's that'll be interesting. And, and Dante Je- Thornton. I was going to say Jen, Jen, Jennings. Jennings is interesting because he started power five and then went G five because power five wasn't really working out for him. And now, you know, as he parlayed the past couple of years back into another opportunity, I think he has, he's been pretty good for, I mean, mm-hmm. he was old dominions entire offense this year, him and uh, Blake Watson, mm-hmm. really. Um, yeah. So I could see him doing some things. Yeah. Um, and then Dante Thornton jr. Um, Four-star kid going to Oregon. Uh, he was at one point committed to Penn State for like, I think it was like a month or less. Um, so I, that's a connection that I would still look at there. Uh, he's a Maryland kid, so he would be coming back east. Uh, and Penn State definitely has a need at wide receiver. So I think that's a pretty strong connection there. Although he he is a talented wide receiver, as you know, evidenced by the, the um, four-star status. He's what, like six, four? He's very tall. Six, five. He's huge. We, he was one of the first guys that we kind of talked about a bunch on this show. Um, yeah. 
as like, you know, who do we prefer, Troy Franklin or Thornton? I think our consensus was Franklin Fra- was Franklin of the duo. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, he, I, in my opinion, he is no, he cannot be better than a wide receiver two on a college offense. Like, like that team's wide receiver two. I just don't think he's an alpha guy. So I think if you would want him to go someplace and be a 60 to 80 catch guy, I don't think he has that in him. I, I think he's more of like a, he might even be best served as like your wide receiver three that just goes deep a lot. And that's kind of how you use him. Cause that's really all he can do right now. I think I, I feel okay saying that not to say he can mm-hmm. ever figure out more, but that's just kind of what his skill he's big. He's fast and he, he yeah. runs deep really well. Like that, that just kind of seems to be what he is at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but he had a nice pedigree there. So he'll be an interesting guy. And then another guy that I was always higher on than most. And I think it, you know, a little bit of it was watching his, what his predecessor did. Catron Jackson, um, formerly of Arkansas. He oh, I didn't realize portal. he was in the portal. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, something he, new tonight. Yeah. He just hopped into the portal here today. Um, but he was a guy that I was really interested in. I mean, he's, he's big. Um, he's six foot two. I think he's like 210 pounds ish. Uh, very athletic, four star guy. Um, so I'll be interested to see where he ends up too. Cause I think at least from a fantasy perspective, he's the type of guy who could offer a really nice fantasy ceiling. I don't know what his NFL prospects will look like. We'll have to see what that goes, but he was a guy that I liked. Um, so I'm interested to see where he ends up. Texas kid too. So. Do we, where do we think Jimmy Horn goes? Sounds like he might be, he could be Colorado. He could be that kind of that, that next guy that goes to Colorado. Uh, Texas A&M always uh, also looking at him apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State also looking at him. Oh, did they? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Penn State's one of the stronger rumors. I think he, I think he said he had like four offers. It was A&M, Houston, um, Penn State and Colorado, I believe were the four that I had seen for him. So Colorado you know, that feels like a good spot for him, honestly. Um, you know, he's he's a little smaller. He's like 5'10". Um, you know, so speedy I think guy. Yeah. speedy guy. So, you know, I, I think that that maybe could fit well with you know, what they want to do there on offense. So that's an interesting spot for him as well. Houston is going to be losing Nathaniel Dell. So they could have a guy sort of replace him jimmy horn could sort of replace him it's interesting because i think that houston's actually like crazy deep at wide receiver right now people don't necessarily realize this beyond golden they have um brown. adams who was really good down or brown sorry who was really good mm-hmm. down the stretch they have joseph manjack uh who produced a decent amount for them this year he transferred over from uh usc i believe and they have somebody else too who i think is decent mm-hmm. um whose name is escaping like they actually have some some guys there not to say they can't use a, a starting quality wide receiver. I think most teams can nowadays. Um, but it's not like as much of like a slam dunk spot as you would might think uh, for a guy like him. That's fair. I was just thinking of him as like kind of like a Dell type of a replacement yeah. because Brown and uh, Matthew Golden, Sam Brown and Matthew Golden are not, they're very different receivers. They wouldn't fill that same role. So that Dell role would still be open potentially. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is fair enough. Uh, do either of the Clemson receivers interest you at all? EJ Williams, yeah, Dakari e- Collins? Uh, they both interest me, a li- interest me a little bit. EJ Williams more so because he had a nice freshman year there. He ended his 
freshman season pretty pretty well with DJU. Uh, and then he just didn't really – he was banged up, and he did not really do anything at all this year. Or no, last year um, he didn't really do anything at all. He got jumped by Bo Collins and then didn't do anything again this year. So he's – yeah, he, he's one that I'd be interested to see where he ends up. Um, he's a, you know from down south, so there's a lot of schools down there that could probably use a wide receiver. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, Jojo Earl, do we still, we, we still, uh, where, where should we be ranking him with, with the uncertainty of where he ends up? I mean, he definitely has to take a hit. He was, uh, he was, I think a top 20 wide receiver for us collectively entering the year here. So that's definitely a hit, uh, that, that one hurts, you know, he's been banged up there. He's looked good at times, but just has not really been able to stay healthy, but I think he's ex- still extremely dynamic. So wherever he ends up, I think he can, it'll depend. Well, I shouldn't say wherever, but he has the opportunity to still be a very good fantasy asset, depending on where he ends up. And also depending on where he ends up, maybe he rehabs that draft stock a little bit too. So He's going to definitely be one of the guys that I'll be keeping an eye on here. Um, honestly, he's from Texas. There's a little bit of a Bama connection there. I wouldn't even hate Texas as a landing spot for him. No, I wouldn't hate Texas either. It, depending on what happens with Whittington, they might need yeah. uh, a guy there. Um, Jaheim Bell just jumped in the portal. I have any thoughts on that before we get out of here? I actually thought he would stay there, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of did too, even with the OC leaving. Um, you know, I, I kind of thought he would stick around there because Austin Stogner, the other tight end, is in the portal. Yeah. Um, Shaheem Bell is a really interesting one. And we, we've talked about this before. His profile, he just it seems more of like an H-back than like a true tight end. Uh, you can do a lot of really interesting things with him, but I don't know what his role would be at the NFL level. But he could be really interesting for fantasy depending on where he ends up. Any final names before we get out of here, Colin? No, not really any final names here. We hit a lot of the the running backs, receivers, quarterbacks. There's not really all that many tight ends that are interesting there. Eric All, uh, tight end from Michigan, rumored to be potentially going with Cade McNamara to Iowa. Uh, Iowa's pretty good with some tight ends, but they also have uh, Luke Lackey still there. Sam Laporta has another year, I believe, if he wanted it. Yeah, the rumor, the strong rumor is that he's leaving. That would probably be the smart move. Yeah, some some very very strong rumors there. So, uh, but the tight end is the like, the one position at uh, Iowa that's actually usually fantasy relevant. So, if he ends up there, could be a fantasy relevant guy. Maybe not. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for tonight, guys. Um, make sure you're checking out everything over at campusdecanton.com, uh, who we are obviously affiliated with um check out everything on the youtube page uh on on twitter on the podcast feed here um scaled back the shows obviously it's off season now but still have um quite a lot going on over there almost almost a show every day um so go ahead and do that the the uh the recruiting content's really going to be bumping up here over the next couple uh, of months the official or a weekly show uh that we have with uh with alfred and uh, matt and david um, but, but signing day is coming up. We're going to be doing a big, uh, uh, stream, uh, throughout the day for that. Um, we'll be releasing just a ton of videos and kind of our thoughts on players. And, uh, of course we're, we're, we're already started working on the, uh, the upcoming guide, the supplemental guide this year, guys, it's going to be, 
bigger than last year uh, based on the discussions that I've seen and, and had with, with everybody. I think it's going to be better than last year. So um, we're, we're into the recruiting here uh, almost full time and um, uh, really, really looking forward to that side of things. We will see you guys later this week. Colin will be out. I'll be here um, for Canton Bound. Until then, I'm Austin. And this is Colin. And have a good one.